0: Hey, and thanks for jacking into the Public Beta Podcast. It is Thursday, December 10th, a day that will live in infamy as the day of the
1: game Awards. Lee And also
0: Cyberpunk 2077 is here.
1: Lee, I decided that we should open this intro with gratuitous amounts of pounding dubstep. So when you say yeah, you're just jacked just into dar- the podcast, there's just... Yeah.
0: So, I don't shit man, there's so much to fucking talk about. So we delayed the podcast today so that we could both play Cyberpunk, and the main impetus of this was that on the Xbox, and I don't know if this has always existed or something that people just recently found out, if you change your region to New Zealand, that means you're a day in the future and you can just start playing your pre-orders. So I'm like, well, I'm getting it on Xbox anyways, I have it sitting right there, uh, after work yesterday in the evening, I, I became a New Zealander, and I, uh... I played. I played four hours of fucking Cyberpunk. Four hours, jeez. Something like that, give or give or take. Uh, and then you on the PlayStation Five playing yeah. the PlayStation Four version. Because there
1: is no PS5 version, and I already like am very remissed about it.
0: I I don't. Was there a lot of loading? I don't remember. Well, like performance wise, when are you,
1: when you get <laughs> Lee, when you play like sixty fucking hours of Demon Souls or Spider Man or whatever. And there's literally no loading times. Like you just go into it. Every loading time is noticeable now.
0: But I can't even think of one. I guess I'm not living that next gen life. Yeah. So I, no, I, there is.
1: Like any time okay. you transition between scenes, uh, we'll get into that later. It's not. It's not an issue. Like it's totally normal for a PS4 game. Uh, I'm just saying that my uh, my high my high chair ass here is like. <laughs> Alright, yeah. well we have,
0: uh, the idea was that Cyberpunk 2077 will be our feature game, uh, so we're, we're going to get into a conversation about it for, for, for a bit here, uh, after that we have some quick news to run down and some other things uh, we've been playing to talk about, but we're going to open the floor to Cyberpunk, um, so insert dubstep music here, read it's finally here, Cyberpunk, let's fucking talk about it, uh, so... Spoilers will be light, uh, we are only talking about the, the opening few hours of the game, that being said, if you plan to play the game's uh, three different uh, openings, of course there is Nomad, what is it, Street Street, Street Urchin, what is the St- Nomad,
1: one? Street Kid, and Street Urchin, are you fucking going Bloodborne here? Um, yeah, nomad Lisa, <laughs> uh, want some more, <laughs> nomad, and uh, Street Street Corpo, Kid and Corporate, and yeah.
0: Uh, so I chose to make a Corpo character, you went Nomad. Hell yeah. Uh, and then uh, we have someone else in the office who will, who will be filling us in on the street urchin playthrough.
1: Yes. Of the game. There's a lot of people in the uh, office in general playing Cyberpunk and uh, you know we may or may not do like the thing. I don't know, we'll see.
0: So in terms of a hot mess because all you there's articles upon articles about problems with this game problems with the visual fidelity problems with glitches problems with this problems with that problems on PC problems even downloading the game they they broke steam yesterday because they launched the game so here there's a there's a real thing that people don't talk about which is last minute hype pre-orders in that sometimes a third of your pre-orders will come two days or a day before a game comes out yeah
1: that's what I pre-order games digitally.
0: Yeah, um, so that that's a real thing, and with PC, with Steam and GOG, they released the game at like 6pm or something like that. So not only is is there people hype pre-ordering this game at the last minute, there are also people being like, oh, if I download this right now, I can play it right now, uh, and that bogged down the servers and, and shattered all kinds of Steam records. Uh, CD Projekt Red, of course, the, uh, the makers of Witcher 3... Uh, have have that prestige under their belt. So expectations are high. This game was first announced eight years ago in 2012. We got a trailer since then that built the hype and uh, people were really wondering could this game possibly live up uh, to to what people are piling on it? Is this a No Man's Sky situation? What is no. going to happen? No, it's uh, not. Yeah. No, it is not. <laughs> no, uh, so in terms of, of glitchiness and bugs and stuff like that, let's just kind of get that out of the way it's so we can Bethesda, just kind of talk about it's, the game.
1: It's a Bethesda release. Like... It's like, go back in time to any Fallout release that you played, Fallout 4, New Vegas, or 3, or Skyrim, and it's exactly like this, which is, yeah, there's some bugs, and it'll take you out of the immersion sometimes, but I haven't encountered anything game-breaking, I haven't heard about anybody encountering anything game-breaking. So everything I hear
0: is kind of incidental and kind of exactly what you said, immersion breaking. So people are getting to the last like so you don't see your character in this game. You cannot play in third person. There are mirrors you interact with, and there are cutscenes where you will see your character. Um, those tend to be the glitchiest or the most immersion breaking. Apparently, people are are, are running into things late in the game where characters are t posing, sliding around the room. Uh, your your pants disappear, so your dick is out in the final cutscene <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, you know that's no good, uh, but. Uh, I haven't encountered any of that. I put on a hat that made my hair disappear, which sounds like a David Bowie lyric. Uh, But I guess when I took that hat off, my hair was back. And that hat looked sucky anyway. Uh, And then also I've had uh, uh, Jackie in the game. His pistols like to disappear. So he's just standing there with one finger up like Sonic the Hedgehog. uh, Which also, you know, reveals that he has horrible trigger discipline if he has his fingers sitting on those damn things all the
1: time. First of all, it makes no sense for me. To me, I guess they'll... I haven't played the side for Corporal to end up with Jackie. Um, as far as my experience with technical or glitches or anything, all I've really had is some uh, textures not popping in correctly, especially during the character creation mode. Uh, I felt sure. I felt like a lot of uh, a lot of the lines and the textures, like I said, weren't popping outward, defined. Um, I'm sure when you probably- get
0: more gear, that's the case too. So, like you go to s- slap a shirt on, and it takes a little while for it to to appear. Kind yeah. Of thing.
1: Um, Besides that, like I had Jackie run into some lockers and like the lockers doors will f- flap like a million zillion times
0: oh the havoc dance and the physics engine uh are, it's all here it's 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 all here yeah. <laughs> it's all here baby they they didn't leave anything on the on the floor so I think what happened here in terms of a hot mess is it, it's incidental glitches it's weird physics things it's weird things like you're uh, you're your not appearing but in terms of the game, and the structure of the game and doing quests and the game working moment to moment, knock on wood, there doesn't seem to be a lot of that, which Bethesda games have still today where a quest just breaks and you can't complete it or or an NPC disappears. Cyberpunk, like the complaints I've read, seem to be more from a performance point of view and not necessarily yeah. from a being able to play the game for hours point of view. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I'm gonna let you take the floor and tell me about the Nomad opening, uh, and I can contrast it then with the Corpo opening, and then I'll let you talk about to the point of the game where you're up to, and then I will fill in some of the gaps of what happens immediately after that. I got to the point where the game quote-unquote opens up. It's, it's still like an epilogue as far as I'm concerned, even though it's called Act 1, uh, but I was basically like, okay, here are a bunch of things on the map, uh, go, uh, here's two major quests, you know, you can do those, or don't, well, fuck you, uh, so let me know, what is the life of a nomad like? Right. In, uh, uh, first of all, well, before city? we
1: get there, don't spoil too much for me. I do want to still get to the oh, open no. part yeah. uh, and be surprised by all of it. So Nomad, uh, first of all, capture my interest because I did not want to be the street kid. I don't want to be some city punk. Eddie Kingston. Yeah, it just never. Uh, yeah, it never <laughs> enticed me. Like, I don't picture that person being, like, a military-capable person i guess just my preconceived notions corporal does sure. not interest me whatsoever no offense dude it's just like uh, no i might play it it's, one time though it's yeah yeah
0: well, wait till you hear what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> nomads nomads are actually pretty interesting. How the intro goes? The intro isn't incredibly flashy or over the top, um, but they establish a lot of world building right away. Nomads are tribes of people who did not settle down in any uh, any city by themselves. So you are playing as V. I'm sure your character's name the same thing in your fucking campaign. Um, yes. <laughs> so you start a mechanical shop, and literally before your walk. Like, you can walk around for a second, but before you're outside doing anything, you're actually in your car driving. So as you're about to get into your car, a sheriff comes up and he's like, he's like, I'm racist and I don't like you because you're not from here. And then you're like, okay, bye. And then you just leave, which was very strange. Like, you're just like, okay. Um, It's established through this conversation that you no longer are part of a tribe or a nomad clan, if they, what they call it. Um, so you're riding solo by yourself. You go to a radio tower to, uh, radio a former clan member that you used to be a part of. He helps you out to direct you to Night City where, uh, sorry, he's not directing you to Night City. He's directing you to Jackie. Uh, so you and Jackie can smuggle something into Night City. Okay. Um, so that's like, that's like the basic setup. Um, interesting. Yeah, they established, like I said, that you're not part of a clan anymore. Um, when you're going over the border, it's that's the that's like the the exciting peak of this intro. When you're going over the border, you're stopped by customs and you have to talk to one in an interrogation room. And gotcha. this was where the dialogue actually got pretty interesting. Um, yeah, he asks you he asks you which uh, nomad clan you belong to. So you can either try to lie to him, or you can be truthful and say, "I ride by myself now." And I told him I'd ride by myself, and I was soon... Like, ride or die. Yeah, I was soon sicked upon by the entire corporation <laughs> because I because I was driving away, and Jackie's like, why the fuck are they chasing us? And I was like... Or, sorry, V said, because I told him I was riding solo. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was really neat. I hope that the decision... I hope that you wouldn't have gotten attacked by the corporation if you answered correctly. Um hmm. I would have to replay that section to see. Uh, after that, you're shortly just... And this is the weird thing for me, uh, is how much in the Nomad intro they uh, hyped up Night City, because you're not in Night City yet. You're on the outskirts, right. you're in the desert. And they keep talking about Night City this, Night City that. It's full of boobs and drugs and all this stuff. It,
0: let me tell you, it certainly is.
1: Yeah, uh, when you're in like the garage in the mechanic shop, you can see like TVs and there's just like porn playing. Like It's just like... Fucked up um, So anyway so Totally weird to me that they they would hype up Night City so much and all this stuff And then you kind of just show up in there uh, I was expecting Maybe a drive over the horizon To see the city budge out Like New Vegas Fair, stands yeah. out from. New Vegas stands out to me as Like when you make it across the Black Mountain Range you can start to see The strip and it slowly approaches you And it's like this big build up organically Through the gameplay
0: so what's interesting is uh, – I'll, I'll explain the Corpo thing up to that point where you're at. Yeah. Is that uh, the Corpo thing starts in in uh, Night City. Yeah. Obviously, you're in a crazy high uh, building. Something's gone wrong. You're, like, looking at yourself in the mirror and, and something's fucked up. there. You are a – you're, like, an intelligence guy. So you work for this corporation and you manage intelligence and spies and you try to – not, not steal information, but you're, like, an intelligence broker. Yeah. Uh, so you have people out in the field, and some of your guys got like there's some kind of issue in Frankfurt or something, and some of your guys got revealed, and, and it's hot, and you're taking some heat for it, and your boss is taking some heat for it, and uh, Jenkins is your boss. So you you can talk to people around, you can kind of learn about how the bureaucracy in the corporate world of of uh, cyberpunk works. There are a number of companies that do you know from anything from they have their own internet to private military. Uh, And it's all kind of listed. You can go into your terminal uh, uh, on your own computer and kind of get some flavor there of how this this whole bureaucracy works. Uh, But Jenkins calls you into his room uh, without... Suffice to say, he needs you to off someone. Uh, and y- you're you're very aware that, uh, you know, if this goes bad, it goes bad for you and Jenkins, not just Jenkins. Uh, he gives you a wad of cash and basically says, like, assemble a team, take down this person. Not someone from a rival corporation either. Like, someone within this thing. Like, you can already see that it's it's cutthroat. You are, uh, like, a piece of shit kind of working your way up the corporate ladder. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've kind of played the headcanon of that. I've made a very cool character, but I play him completely unlikable and kind of, like an asshole uh like he, he is not a likable character the way i am playing him but he is very capable is the is the key to my headcanon of this character um, well, he gets things done that's the interesting uh, so, thing i was going to ask
1: yeah. you about is during the corporal intro did you find that you had a lot of choice as far as dialogue goes and shaping the personality of your character
0: uh no so you you can kind of blindly go with things or you can be very questioning and kind of reluctant to do things. And of course the other character will, will acknowledge that. That you're asking more questions. There's also some other characters you can interact with. Uh, but but the thing with cyberpunk. And let's say it right now. Is you are not so much building a husk character in your own image. You are Shh. assuming a role of a character. And you can kind of change how obviously they interact with yeah, with uh, al- the goings on in yeah, the world. You're,
1: you're altering a pre-existing character. Rather than uh, wholly creating a new one personality and all.
0: Right, more like Mass Effect or Deus Ex. Where you yeah, it's a lot like were.
1: Witcher Three actually. Yeah. Uh, you can mm-hmm. you can influence the general behavior that Geralt shows to people in general, but his personality is always going to kind of stay the same, and you can't really change that.
0: Yeah, uh, and when I kind of picked up on that, that like I'm oh I'm kind mm-hmm. of like a sniveling. Like lower down on the on the totem pole kind of guy here, but but I am capable. I am I am able to race these ranks, and this guy's trusting me with this. So he basically at that point tells you to go find Jackie in the bar. Uh, so oh, in your perfect. case, it was go find Jackie because you got to go steal a thing. In my case, it was go find Jackie. He's the guy you trust yeah. to help you um, fucking off somebody. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah.
1: for for my part at that point is once you cross the border, you're chased by the corporation, and you shoot them while you're driving, which is really cool. Sure. Like this entire intro is pretty much all driving, Uh, and Jackie's driving while you're shooting out the window. After that, you smash into a garage. You find out that you've been smuggling an iguana, which have which have been illegal, uh, extinct for like thirty years. They said. I (laughs) I really love uh, little moments like that where like they organically explain unique things about this world without it being like a heavy contrivance you'd see in Metal Gear Solid, for example. Yeah. Like, it's just, where are we smuggling? Oh, it's an iguana. The fuck's an iguana? Ah, it's a reptile, but dead for 30 years. I saw it on TV once. Like, it's perfect. Um, yeah.
0: The, the idea, too, that um, it's not the other characters that are the experts that V himself uh has knowledge of the world that in which he inhabits he's not being like what is this what is that I'm like i don't know you're 30 years old you know all this i guess that's
1: what's jarring for me in the nomad intro is because everyone's like oh first time in night city like have fun and stuff like that and there wasn't an an intro to night city it's a bit more understandable now because the street kid and the corporal beginnings both already start in night city you're not going to intro a city you're already in like that um so right. it's just a bit jarring that like you go into this garage you find the iguana you and jackie give the bro handshake we're like we're partners now dog and then immediately you're in night city so it's a it's a quick transition there's no grand reveal for nomads for th- night City. apparently never having been there before so i would so really like the- that um yeah so yeah and then um and then they go into that montage that i'm sure you've gone to with you and jackie just doing a lot of odd jobs, high five and dudes and all that shit. Right. Um, so
0: here's uh, in the in the in my playthrough, when I'm sitting in the bar with Jackie discussing this, uh, we have a shot of tequila together. Two like like thugs, basically from from corporate, show up in suits, and they they basically know what I'm up to, and they're like, "Okay, here's the deal. Uh, you're fired. You're terminated. Uh, give us the data chip that you were given." They take the data chip, so they are fully aware of what Jenkins is planning. Uh, so I don't know if these stories come back later. I don't know if there's like a side quest that completes this. It, it has. To it's be. a huge, yeah. Because all uh,
1: three stories seem to lead to the exact same place. It's just uh, initially, yes. Uh, yeah. So because you, guys did are like... get... you did the mission like because you did the mission immediately after to get the girl out of the tub, right? I did, yes, yes, yes. okay, um, and that's all so three. by I... the way.
0: Yeah, when I'm operating uh, at the beginning of the game, I have all this stuff on my hu- heads-up display. I have I have stocks, I have barcodes, I have all this shit. And when these guys fire me, they say in the next uh, one to two minutes you'll be disconnected from like the corporate network. Uh, so your your character is almost, like, paralyzed. He's, like, temporarily, like, as they turn off his, like, system awareness because it's also, like, biometrics and, like, controlling your breathing and monitoring your heart rate. So when all this turns off, your character is, like, immobilized for a while. And how much of a bitch you are is determined on your speech checks uh, when this happens to you. So I'm like, okay, this is all fascinating. And before this, I get an intro to, to Night City because I jump in a limo from the roof of this crazy corporate building and it takes me on a cool scenic little trip Aww. around downtown night city like with all the neon lights what the and stuff fuck?
1: why didn't i get that
0: <laughs> you're a nomad you're a dirt person
1: right the first <laughs> the first thing i actually saw of night city is during the tub girl mission and is when you walk outside brilliantly to put her on the stretcher and i was like oh that's kind of neat it looks like fifth element and then that's it that's all i seen
0: that's interesting, yeah. Like, again, these are, these are interesting comparisons. Uh, and then I step out of my limo, three guys attack me, I do a cool action and uh, punch two of them in the throat, and the third guy gives up. Um, and then it's pretty much, like, after, um, after that scene with Jackie, and Jackie's basically like, well, you have a big wad of cash... Uh, that that guy prepaid you, so you have some seed money here. It's time to start your new life in in, in Night City. And now we are we've we've synced up.
1: Now oh, our okay. characters yeah. go through that montage. Perfect. Yeah. Um, another thing I did miss about my intro is while you're on the while you were on the radio with your buddy, and he's going to direct you to Jackie. Uh, he's just like, I won't help you again because you left the clan. You know the rules. If you leave the clan, you can never come back, and I can't communicate with you loyalty, blah, blah, blah. And then he implies that all the nomad clans have recently gone under the umbrella of somebody, like, some group called, like, the Sand Snakes. Something with snakes. (laughs) Tunnel snakes? Yeah, tunnel snakes.
0: (laughs) I'll show you a real tunnel snake, Amada. Extra large. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) then B just says, like, screw the snakes. And uh, so I'm assuming that's going to be coming back later, like you said, in a big, large side quest, if you will, um, where I essentially have to confront these snakes and find people from my past. Etc. Etc.
0: Yeah, I assume that's that was where that was. So, yeah. So, what the fuck was I gonna say now? So now we're at the, the tub the girl game, mission. <laughs> yeah. So the the tub girl mission, uh, where you basically given a pistol. You realize really quickly that every weapon that enemies are dropping, uh, you can pick up. You can equip. Yep. You can equip. Uh, you know, you have accessories you can equip. You can equip new pieces of armor. By the way, when you get to your apartment, make sure you go to the closet because there's a ton of clothes in there that have better armor ratings than what they start the game with. Oh, really? So make, make sure you do that. And there's a cool jacket in there. Don't miss it. Yeah,
1: I made a... By uh, the way, you, we didn't talk about it at all, but the character customization, fuck. Uh, good options. Good good, good options. in yeah,
0: there. Yeah, not bad. Uh, you don't really control your body type or anything because of the, the, you're, pl- you're assuming a role in the game, but you can uh, do
1: cybernetic implants and stuff later to do more you wanna, customize like, your character. Do you want to go into this now or should we save the character creation for later? Uh,
0: I mean did you get back to your apartment after the tub girl no no
1: like i literally got back into my car after asking tub girl i looked at the clock it was midnight 30 i'm like i need to fucking go to bed
0: zero dark 30 yeah Uh, so yeah after after that mission you go back to your apartment after that there's uh further cutscenes kind of introducing you to who you'll be immediately working with what the plan is uh you and jackie working together to do some jobs and that's kind of the point i got to there's a point with a doctor you get to but that's when uh, the game opens
1: up and you can actually choose what to do at that point right
0: Yes, after you see the, the Ripper dock, which is one of the things you'll be doing immediately when you start playing again, uh, then the game kind of is like, okay, d- do what you want. And I have to say, like the the parts that I played in Night City after that, like driving my car for the first time, uh, flipping through the radio station, there's so many different radio station options of, of different variety of dubstep. I love games <laughs> that... Or, like, this is what music will sound like 50 years from now. It's, like, it's impossible to know that, but also this game is is based on cyberpunk. The idea that people are still using data chips and cords coming out of their hands to connect to things is false. In the next 10 years, we won't have cables. Nothing will connect with a cable. It'll all be wireless. It'll all be Bluetooth and stuff like that. So it, that retro future is there. Like the, the Yes, it's
1: retro future for sure. When you're looking through the hack view, Lee, it's like a digital old-style shitty camera.
0: Yes, and the hack stuff is neat. So you have all kinds of options at your disposal. Obviously, you have skill trees. You have your your core stats. Uh, did you remember what they were? <laughs> uh, body reflex.
1: Um, so you, every body time you level up, you get an reflex. attribute
0: point, and then you get a perk point. So the attribute point raises your base attributes, and then you get a perk uh, that you can go inside there and be like, okay, I can, I can sneak better. Okay, I can shoot better. Uh, and then you also level up your individual skills as you use them, kind of in like an Oblivion way. Uh, or Skyrim, I guess, Uh, as you shoot with handguns and stuff like that, you will individually level up those skills as well. Um, There's also a VR training thing uh, that happens early on, which I do suggest you go all the way through, uh, because it definitely taught me some stuff I didn't uh, come across otherwise. Also, uh, when you're switching weapons, you can push, like, Y, or I guess triangle in your case, probably. To holster your gun, it's double-tap that button. I'm putting oh. that out there because I didn't fucking figure that out for yeah, the first dude. hour. No, I, I, had to... I
1: had the same problem. I had to go into just view at the controls and it was right there. So I shouldn't say it wasn't a problem, but uh, they didn't make it very obvious at the beginning. What's what's interesting
0: is like that's maybe the only thing that isn't obvious, because if you've played a shooter in the last ten years, you you fall right into this game. Crouch is where you think it is, uh, you know, shooting grenades, it's all pretty intuitive. Um the shooting feels fine. I'm playing on normal mode. I don't know if you you went hard or No, I
1: went normal mode as well.
0: Yeah, you, you can get shredded, and you also don't have regenerative health. You do need to pop, uh, like, health, uh, stimpack kind of things yeah. uh, to keep yourself going. Yeah, other than that, you come across a ton of variety of weapons right off the bat. Everything, it's a, it's a loot game in that regard, in that things are different levels, things have different perks to them, do different things. Uh, I have, like, a silent sweet-ass pistol now, a, like almost like a p90 submachine gun and then this like stupid double barrel shotgun with all these like fucking heat ports on the side of it it looks absolutely ridiculous it looks like a farmer's shotgun in the future and i love it and in terms of fashion in terms of guns in terms of how so in terms of immersion read when i started wandering around night city and sort of driving around night city and would stop and get out of my car and look around and like the biggest the the Closest comparison I can think of is playing GTA 5 in first person for the first time, understanding how big that map is with how much detail it is, and looking at this Cyberpunk map and being like, this, uh, we've got a lot of hours, uh, to come in this, in this fucking game oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's in terms of the story. Uh, how did you, how did you feel about the shooting and the, and the Tub Girl scene?
1: <laughs> the shooting, um, So yeah, the shooting felt fine. I heard online for a controller specifically, you should go into the options and turn up specific, uh, or turn down zero specific sensitivity. It's not like the regular Y and X axis sensitivity. It's something you just get good. It's called something else. (laughs) No, listen, and it'll turn off a lot of the weird sway you're feeling apparently. Um, Okay. Yeah. So that's a little bit weird. Uh, the cars drive very funky. I find like very wobbly. Maybe it was I was going to a...
0: say the cars drive actually pretty good. Like compared to, I, my direct comparison for first-person driving would be GTA Five
1: Online, right? But and, GTA Five uh, Online is far better driving in my opinion.
0: It has tighter driving. This though feels more arcade and you realize that you don't really have to feather the brake that if you take corners tightly you can do so by just pushing the stick. I found the driving to be, again I haven't done it in an action scene or anything like that. But just getting around with the driving, I actually didn't
1: mind it? Um, As far as the shooting goes, it's... Shooting in first-person RPGs has never been great. Uh, I would say this is maybe the best one, but even then I wouldn't compare it to any uh, proper first-person shooter out there with really good shooting mechanics. Like, I wouldn't say this is nearly as good as, like, Destiny 2. No. No. Call of Duty, um, Overwatch, or any of those, but it's... it's.
0: This is somewhere north of Deus Ex, and maybe equal to, if not, maybe a little better than Fallout 4?
1: I would say better than Fallout 4, but I wouldn't say yeah. any better than, like, you know, your Wolfensteins, your Dooms, your Call of Duties, or anything like that. Uh,
0: I don't know how many weapons you've, uh, you've had the, the pleasure of using, I've but only the, had the variety in the...
1: I've only, what's had, I've only had pistols and an assault rifle, so just a funny anecdote there, um... During the opening bath tub mission scene, I'm like, dude, I can't see my ammo fucking anywhere. I don't know how much <laughs> yeah. I'm shooting. I don't know how much is in my reserve. Like, what's going on? And I totally thought yeah. it was a glitch, and I was like, oh, fuck. Worst game ever. Um, then I come in to work today, and I talk to everybody, and they're like, oh, no, get past it. And, like, it's part of the game. And I was like, that's really strange. Okay. I, it's not... That, like, I, I didn't even notice that. I noticed
0: I had an ammo count at the beginning of the game, but not at that point in the game. And then pretty, like, again, if you played another 10 minutes, it would have answered your question, so.
1: Yeah, but it was so late and stuff. And that's the thing I know. <laughs> that's, like, one of the first things I check for in a first-person shooter is what's the HUD like? Is my ammo count everything in a good yeah. position? Whatever. So. So
0: the HUD is, is somewhat, like, it's implied that, like, it's it's augmented reality, right? So you're, like, wearing, like, a Google Glass in your eyes, And the the HUD is actually what your character is seeing. So they kind of canonically, when you add or take away stuff from your HUD, there's kind of a storyline reason for that. Uh, And I actually don't mind that. I think it's kind of neat. I I won't spoil what it is, uh, because it's kind of neat. It's all like
1: Deus Ex. This game is a lot like Deus (laughs) Ex.
0: This game is a lot like Deus (laughs) Ex, and a lot like Grand Theft Auto.
1: Yeah. It's a a lot like Deus (laughs) (laughs) Ex.
0: So, like... In terms of the story, in terms of the characters I've come across, in terms of the storytelling, obviously I am intrigued. We have barely scratched the surface of this damn thing. Yeah, Um, I can tell you a little bit more about the systems and stuff that that evolved after that point, but I think at this point, uh, we just let you get a weekend with it, get like 10 hours or more under your belt
1: here, and uh, and talk about it again next week in terms of cyberpunk. Yeah, how do you like Jackie? Anything else to say? How do you like Jackie?
0: How do I like Jackie? How do I like uh, T-Hawk? How do I like super muscly... Uh, Cabron, uh, Spanish, the, the Latins, they've survived. Uh, and that's good because they're, (laughs) they're spicy people. And I like Jackie's fine. I got, I got nothing. Yeah. Like, uh, what the characters you meet on the street and stuff, like when you start to really explore night city and like the advertisements and like the, the vistas, if you will, I clapped. Um, it, it all feels cohesive. It all feels fine. Like I, I, I'm already coming across characters where you're like, these guys are all really likable. When you meet the doctor, he is an exceptionally likable character. Um, and it's nice, like like in a GTA, like a good GTA to have that mix of like characters. you like genuinely, uh, like and especially in a game where you're given so many di- different directions to go if there's a character you latch on to if there's a quest line you want to see through because you like those characters more i love that in games especially yeah uh, immersive ones like this where you you are overwhelmed yeah, with what to do that next.
1: was a big strength of the witcher was making these seemingly unlikable people at first and making them become likable over time just through character yeah. development through simple character development um Some interesting things I just took note of. So during the opening bathtub mission, there's that one guy that has his back turned to you and he's facing towards a dumpster. Um, I had to replay this section a few times because I kept getting blasted looking for the ammo count in the corner. Uh, (laughs) So when I would replay these sections, if you kill the guy or knock him out and put him directly into the dumpster, Jackie will be like... Uh, like, nice job, couldn't have done it better myself. If you just knock him out or just kill him and don't put him into the dumpster, he will say nothing. Okay. So, yeah, that's pretty... Um, I like little... I like little <laughs> things like that where you reward with a little extra, hey, good job, if you uh, actually put the effort through to do something a little bit extra special during that mission. So that was If pretty it was little. a
0: Rockstar game, you would have just got a game over if you didn't just dump him in the... Yeah, they're like, the
1: you're supposed to get on the damn train, V...
0: all you had to do yeah all you Um, have to do yeah sometimes v's line reads sound a little bit like tony danza i think that's fine too um yeah man i don't know i don't know what else to say like good first impression i'm glad this game isn't as as hot a mess as as it's maybe been reported or claimed i think a lot of the weird graphical stuff is going to come from pc just because everybody has a, a slightly different you know like it's going to be tough for CD Projekt Red, uh, but I, I am absolutely intrigued in playing more. And what can you say? Uh, is, is it making a late play at Game of the Year? We'll see. But um, Can games so far, even
1: get Game of the Year this late?
0: <laughs> Cause, no, cause, not officially. Yeah, because uh, Demon Souls should
1: win that shit, if anything.
0: Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, uh so there's there's D L C planned for this thing in the future coming in twenty twenty one early earlier in the year, they've already said I think they're planning to release some DLC before they even do the PS five and Xbox Series X upgrades. Dad, uh, I don't
1: like that. I want my PS five upgrade.
0: <laughs> it's you know, it's not it's not their top priority. Their top priority should be making this game fucking work. Yeah, no, I and, get it. Like uh, I
1: get it. I'm just not happy about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, everybody have a have a good time with Cyberpunk. It's here. It, it doesn't seem real. And at the end of the day, if I boil it down, I think just wandering around in this world is worth another twelve hours to me al- alone. Like just seeing the diversity in the city and like uh, again, maybe it's a one trick pony, and I'm like, oh, I, oh, they're just I've seen this before. Uh, so be it. I have I haven't got to that point yet. The the bloom is not off the rose. So yeah. That's Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. We'll be talking about it for the next uh, fucking month or or two.
1: Yep. Uh it'll be a I think it's gonna bring us right up until our game of the year podcast. Um Oh yeah, when are you figuring that is? Probably January, <laughs> I reckon. That would make sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh have you played anything else? Have I played anything? I was playing Phantom Pain in anticipation of Cyberpunk coming out. Know, like I just need something to play and I was That's... like i was like Heh, a weird choice i've been but okay. i've been listening slash watching a lot of Metal gear solid stuff it's put me back in that mindset so i'm like fuck phantom pain that's that's a great playing game not story-wise it's a great fucking game but goddamn it's like the best stealth action game of all time right um
0: it's got a better story than the last of us too
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i fucking said it it's, you're not <laughs> you're not wrong especially on no, i might you. not be right <laughs> i'm definitely not wrong yeah it's a, it's like a uh, <laughs> it's like a fucking too much story versus not enough story so like what do you do um uh what can you do? yeah what can i say about phantom pain that already hasn't been the title of a smash mouth album um <laughs> <laughs> all star but... <laughs> <laughs> that was just a dumb joke um great game i played the intro again uh, So when I played on PS5, I did have my PS4 save data. I did convert it over, but I was like, "Yeah, hey, you know what? I want to restart this game fresh, make a new mother base, new resources, new soldiers." And I forgot about that intro. I thought I was like, "Yeah, 20 minutes will be in and out." And no, it was oh, 55 no. minutes long. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, f-
0: yeah. Fuck, dude. When you're like riding on a horse shooting the the flaming man, <laughs> like
1: all that shit. Yeah, I, like so. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so many emotions going into this game. I am very much into Metal Gear Solid. It's one of my favorite game series. Is. I absolutely don't think the series should have continued at least in the main continuity after three. If we're looking for a precise, concise story, um, four four muddles it up, and then five just is just like fuck it, dude. Like who ki- who gives a shit anymore? Um, five is the the
0: like rogue. What is it, Rogue One of Metal Gears, where it's just like we're gonna tell the story up until the point where Metal Gear Yeah, starts. we're
1: gonna tell the most unimportant story of the series and act like it's like the most important. Like, no one gives a, no one ever gave a fuck about the big bo- the big boss that died in Metal Gear One for the MSX.
0: That's your opinion. That's what this whole game was, man. That's what five was. Care about this guy who ends up being like a fucking stooge.
1: Yeah, uh, it was it's uh, it's a strange fucking game, uh, and like most definitely, <laughs> I get I get a lot of the stuff. Kojima is going for like we're Venom, we helped create Big Boss because we supported the Metal Gear Solid series. We're part of the Ledge, blah blah blah. From a Fape standpoint, standpoint though, it just doesn't. It, it makes an already convoluted, and muddled mess even more convoluted and muddled for no reason. It it was Kojima desperately trying to dig himself out of the ridiculous hole that Four put him in when he said that fucking Signet and Paramedic and the James Bond loving zero was the masterminds behind the Patriots. He's like, Oh fuck. Turns out no one liked that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the end I of the tuned day out way,
0: way before that. <laughs> yeah,
1: but at the end of the day, you know, Metal Gear saw it th- like saw solid one, two and three if it was just those three. Whew. Chef's kiss. Um But man, this fucking gameplay, it's unbelievably good and thorough and enjoyable. And there's nothing better than going to just some random-ass camp, taking all these enemies with your binoculars, and then coming up with fun and creative ways to eliminate them through decoys, through various explosives or stun grenades, through the immense amount of weapons that you have available to you to develop, uh, the gadgets. It's incredible how fun this game is.
0: The uh, the gadgets the the way that you can like kind of equip yourself to be like the master of action stealth that you're not hiding at any point like the the way the the game slows down and gives you that split second when someone al- is alerted to you where you can do something about it just makes you feel like the ultimate badass like I, I use the submachine gun with the rubber bullets and the si- silencer for most of the game which you can just pop a guy in the face once with and uh, he he's knocked out at that point. And I remember just so many times running into a base, not even breaking my stride, and just as people were like, huh? Popping them in the, <laughs> in the face, and just keep keep going. You just feel like such a badass. Right,
1: you can do that, you can be completely stealthy about it, and then you can do some wild, wacky shit that you'll find on YouTube if you really do some research. Where, like, people are full-taunting up uh, trucks using parachutes, and while it's going up, they'll shoot the parachutes so the truck falls back down on top of a helicopter oh, yeah. that's coming by. Like... It's absolutely wild. You can punch children in this video game.
0: Parachuting the uh, <laughs> the truck with guys in it and then firing a rocket at it. <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: yeah, it's like the most stupid over the top bullshit and it's so When people learned
0: you could uh when you get materials and you like Fulton them, when you people realized you could ride the Fulton materials back to your base.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like why the fuck would that even be in there? But of course it is. It's a Kojima game. Like uh it's so peculiar, so much fun. That's what I've been playing besides Cyberpunk. Um, if it wasn't for I mean, Cyberpunk, if it yeah, wasn't for Cyberpunk, for sure. I'd actually be finishing this off. I started to even record it and stream it. Uh, so yeah, that was good times.
0: Did you do all the, uh, the subsistence or, like, the bonus missions in that yes. game? Yes. Like, the hard mode? Uh, yes, I did,
1: yeah. like, all of that shit so I could get the lost tapes with Zero and Paz to fully explain all that stuff, which was, like, the best part of the game, like, beside the fact that it's a fucking cassette. Oh, I hate that. Um, <laughs> but it... it <laughs> it's the 80s, man. What the fuck? But it alleviates a lot of the issues. Like, it's, like, they make it clear that Zero did not really, uh... Have a choice in making these AIs leave the Patriots due to a parasite that he got. Blah 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 blah. Um, so yeah, I did all those. I did the Soul Anthropist hard mission, which is a big pain in the ass, and that was all fine. Quiet left for some reason. Uh, big Boss tells you that we're both Big Boss. And Venom punches Amir because outer heaven. What? <laughs> What's really great? Is that I think that
0: moment, and I think what the game is going for, fucking works so much for me. In that it doesn't matter. Maybe that just says something about me and video games. No, what I uh, oh, and I, I mean, understand what why I, people are upset with with how trite and like no <laughs> how it because, ends. But I be, fucking
1: love it because I understand what Kojima is going for there. Like, uh, here's the future of Big Boss. Here's what you're gonna turn into. You're all covered in blood, and like you're in constant battle. But Venom smashes that and he's accepting his fate and he's going to proceed on anyway back into Diamond Dogs. Um, but Metal Gear Solid is a series that has always over-explained everything in a kayfabe sense. And it's not doing that here. And I think that's where the frustration comes from.
0: If, Whereas, well, maybe that's why I like it because it's more ambiguous. Yeah,
1: maybe the, yeah, the ambiguous part being like maybe he's smashed in the mirror because like he's he's accepting that maybe he's the real big boss aka the player is and not the actual character like there's a whole bunch of means you can take behind it
0: yeah Uh, for me it was always just the stooge thing that he's just like either he's re-listening to that tape or he's hearing it for the first time and in my canon uh Solid Snake is is actually actively storming Outer hit. You can hear, like, gunfire yeah. and stuff in the background. But that, and I'm that, like, oh, this is, like, maybe moments before this guy dies yeah, and he that's, realizes... That's confusing, yeah. though,
1: because um, while you do actually have a lot of evidence pointing that direction, especially the Operation truth Entrud- N313, yeah. the evidence pointed against this would be the very opening of the game that shows the same bathroom that Venom is in, and it just says, another day in a war without end, Outer Heaven. Which means it could just be any other day there. The other evidence countering v
0: has come too. Yeah,
1: the other evidence countering that when he punches the mirror um, is that he smirks right before it. Like he's definitely okay with being Big Boss's double for some reason, and that's the confusion I get from it.
0: Uh, Only Hideo Kojima would be like, "I did a thing. I did the classic thing in video games where the boss in the second game is the real boss from the first game." but then he went and made Metal Gear Solid 5, which was all about that decision he made 30 years ago. Yeah. And I, I have to respect that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's very strange. Uh, it's Like I said, that end is very hard to interpret, in my opinion, because I don't look at Metal Gear Solid in a theme sense. They explain everything to the point that I can only take things literally in Metal Gear Solid. Like, I'm more interested yeah. in, in making the story make sense rather than what it's trying to tell me as a person. Uh also the game is called Metal Gear Solid V by the way. It's not called Metal Gear Solid 5. Okay. Yeah, it's called Metal Gear Solid V. I just learned that the other week. It's uh, it's pretty crazy.
0: <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy it's a crazy shit. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Fallout 76 before we have to go off the air. Oh here. my god. Uh so me and my buddy reinstalled Fallout 76 Seeking Oblivion and uh they added a ton of stuff to it. Obviously, they added the Wastelander's expansion. They added this uh Brotherhood of Steel uh, first first chapter or whatever. Uh, we haven't played in a long time, but we both had characters that were, like, in the late 30s uh, in level and, and have some stuff to our names and, and some resources and stuff to get to. So, reinstalled it. Fired it up. Uh, in terms of glitches, in terms of performance, in terms of all the things that this game had wrong with it, it seems like a lot of that has been taken care of. The issues with the game are the game itself. And... So you get these instanced areas now, which other MMOs have. It's not—it's nothing new in Final Fantasy XI. Hey, we need to go do this boss fight three times because we have to do it for each of us. That's fucking stupid and a waste of gameplay and your time. But that's how old MMOs worked. But sure enough, here in Fallout 76, me and my buddy are trying to do these quest lines concurrently. And uh, when he's the leader, he can go in and start these quests and talk to the characters. And I basically just hang out in the corner like a second banana. Just like, hey, if you need to shoot somebody, let me know. And uh, he completes his thing. And then for me to advance the quest, I have to do it as well. I can either go in alone and do it. Or he can pass me leaders who he can also stand in the corner uh, while I do these things. And that's in fucking excusable uh, in terms of, like, a game gameplay thing. Especially if, like, the idea is to experience this game with your... It's, it's Fallout, but with a friend. Why there isn't just a party system where, like yes, we are both doing the quest. Whoever initiates the conversation is the one who's in control of the conversation, but it'll it'll be considered a clear either way is something that other games like the new Baldur's Gate has um, that this game makes no attempt at doing. And sometimes like the... The objectives will be in the open world. Obviously, we can both complete them concurrently. But anytime there's an instanced area... And sometimes it's just like a closet with a guy in it you have to talk to. So why am I even standing here? But other times, it's like, no, it's a whole area with guys to shoot and stuff. And it would be uh, convenient to have somebody else there. Especially because that means that, obviously, everybody respawns. uh, So you get to loot them twice. So this reminds me of, like, Champions of Norath. Or, like, a super old... Uh, co-op game like that where it's just like oh it's the the immersion takes a back seat now while we multiple for multiple times go through this hotel and shoot all the same people and loot them and then go through the same story parts (laughs) that i wasn't a big fan of only because we were trying to rapidly catch up on these quest lines uh because obviously it was kind of like so another thing i will say is the balancing is better everyone is balanced to your level uh, and even in your party, you feel like you do more damage, you take less damage. Uh, the game has a repair system, of course, which Fallout 4 didn't. And uh, it was real severe, including like the survival aspects of drinking water and eating food and stuff like that. The original Fallout 76 had you constantly dealing with these meters, and it seems like they've really scaled that back. They're definitely still there, and you definitely still need to eat and drink. Uh, and repair your stuff but it seems way less pressing than it was before which is good because there's so much to do in the game like you don't want to have to constantly be worrying about like we need wood to boil water or I'm gonna fucking die of thirst over here buddy um, and then I'll I'll kind of share like a green text story of the game is that obviously this game has a bunch of creatures and stuff not seen in any other Fallout game one of which being the Scorch Beast which is something you kind of encounter early on because they're nearer uh, where you start the game and it's it's basically a dragon Uh, for lack of a a big radioactive dragon uh, monster so there's a golf course in the game and it's protected by assaultrons and these assaultrons are friendly uh, as long as you don't engage with them so we're walking down the road and this fucking dragon attacks us and we're like you know what the assaultrons are just down the road let's take some pot shots at this dragon and kite it over to these robots and then we can loot the dragon and the robots that die and everybody's happy and this is a Bethesda game this is what you do I know you've done this before for sure uh, so we kite this dragon over and the assaultrons are already in battle with an army of mole men. So there's just <laughs> lasers, the ga- the frame rate drops to 2. This this dragon shows up. He's he's shooting radioactive sludge on them. The robots are shooting the dragon, the mole men are shooting the dragon, the mole men are shooting the robots and me and my buddy are hiding in like this little shack just like taking pot shots out the window being like, "Oh man, this is fucking crazy." So the dragon is killed and the mole men and the robots are still fighting. We exit this shack and the Mothman appears, like of cryptid fame, the Mothman, uh, and he starts like dropping on us, like Batman, and trying to murder us. And wow. every time he drops on us, it's taking away most of a bar. This is all happening within two minutes. I have to, I have to stress th- how all this action. So while the Mothman is dropping on us, I start throwing grenades at the Mothman. And the grenades hit the robots. Well, now the robots are shooting at us. The mole men are shooting at the moth, uh, the Mothman, and the robots. The dragon is dead, blocking the way, and now everybody's attacking us. and We have to run into the woods. um So, in, ca- in terms of a Fallout gangbang of action and the situations you can find yourself in Fallout seventy six, this was pretty exciting. Like we were both just screaming into the mic as this was all happening, and uh this was like earlier on in our play. We we're like, you know what? There's there's something to this game and it feels way more fair now. Like, you get more out of it for the time you're putting in. Uh, The base building and stuff is really cool. We found that you can actually build underground vaults now. Oh, neat. Uh, So if you don't want strangers wandering into your camp and, like, hanging out with it. I will also say that any players still playing this game are super late game and they're all very friendly. If they're not approaching you and just giving you free stuff on the road, they're waving to you or helping you uh, kill enemies. In terms of a community uh, and doing events and stuff like that, I have never seen more people play this game. I played it pretty consistently for the first year it was out and this is maybe the most lively i've seen fallout 76 so i'm not saying they're doing something right there's a lot wrong with this game still but if you haven't given fallout 76 a chance or you gave it a chance at launch and like fell off of it i'm giving this a light recommend (laughs) i'm saying if you already own fallout 76 all this extra content is completely free Uh, And you can just go engage with it right away. And, like, there's NPCs, there's Raiders now, there's different Raider tribes. We were, like, shooting people's heads off. This is something that didn't exist in Fallout 76 previously. And uh, the Raiders yelling their usual Raider lines, like, Oh, this is going to be good! Oh, we got a live one over here! And then you're blowing off their heads with your friend. Is what we wanted from Fallout 76 in the first place. And now we've kind of finally gotten there. Uh, we did one quest where we, like, kind of went through this raider tower, shooting all these guys, and got to the end and got the piece we needed, and then this alarm starts going off, and I am not exaggerating to say that 36 raiders spawned and started, like, climbing this tower, and we're both just blasting them off the side, and it was like, you know what? They got there. This is, this is kind of delivering on the promise of what this game was meant to be, um, and I'm giving it a light recommend. Another light recommend, before we have to go off the air here, goes to Fogs, P-H-O-G- S exclamation point! This is a game that's on Switch, PS4, I assume PC and Xbox. It's on Game Pass, so I grabbed it for free. Do you remember the cartoon Cat Dog? Yes. So you play Cat Dog, uh, except you're a dog at both ends and you have no legs, and you can stretch your body like Noby Noby Boy. Uh, so me and my wife have been playing this, and it's basically like a physics puzzle kind of game. Uh, you go wrap yourself around things, bite things, unlock hats, and it's just like a kind of a fun whimsical. Uh, puzzle game and we've been having a lot of fun with it it's free on Game Pass definitely worth a look uh, you can play co-op on the same controller or separate controllers very simple uh, very fun to uh, like I said play with a spouse check out Fogs and that's gonna have to do it for this week read. I know we both have a lot of cyberpunk uh, in our very near future like in four hours from now yes. uh, I'll be jacking in so uh, stay tuned for next week. We'll be continuing our conversation on Cyberpunk as we play through it. Uh, things will get a little more spoiler-heavy, of course, as me and Reed progress in the game. Um, and we'll kind of de- determine how much we want to spoil in terms of side quests. So if we've both done something, obviously let's cover it. But if someone's done a side quest that the other hasn't, we'll kind of play it by yeah. Day. At Tiz Iceberg is us on Twitter. Lee at Tizzyiceberg.com is my email address. Thank you for jacking in and signing up. That's the Public Beta Podcast for this week. For your hosts, Lee and Reed, we'll talk to you next week.